And now she's asleep, right? No, she probably Let's isn't. Let's go. Come on. Wait, no, so are you saying are you saying you're running out of books because No, I did we did run out of books already. We're done. It can be reread, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean yeah, I thought- well, we have our own books that we can go through and there's some bigger books we haven't gone through all the way yet. Eh, well, I'm going to take care of it. I bought a long time ago the, uh, the complete like books on Pooh Co- Wait, is it books on Pooh Corner or books of Pooh Corner? I don't know, or like all the Winnie the Pooh stories, like the original ones. And uh Oh Pooh Corner. Yeah. What do you think I was saying? <laughs> my my Pooh Corner is a very different thing. Oh bother. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sanitary too. <laughs> I've actually uh, I've heard that if you shit in the corner you can't get COVID nineteen. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that's I'm sure that drink your bleach. Big wet idiot'll say that. It's inject yourself. No, you gotta shoot disinfectant. Yeah. Yeah. We have losers. We have losers. I'm sure he thinks that every day. The big wet boy. Our large wet boy. And like so many people have already started drinking bleach because of this. Like I saw two different news stories about it today. Well, and you know what? Yeah, like thirty people in New York went to the hospital because they ingested bleach good because those are the people like what do you call it the darwin or is it the darwin effect or what's the survival social of the darwinism i mean let's not we don't we're we're not for social darwinism but i mean yeah. generally like i'm not losing sleep over that yeah honestly. i mean i guess like but, I mean, but i mean it just goes to show that you can't have some big meathead piece of shit with a big microphone like because we people have, will die. We elected the world's dumbest man, our president. So <laughs> also, and then the next day, walking it back, saying he was just saying it sarcastically to see what the reporters would do. Oh lord! Like, yeah, not a cool time for fucking like experimental like ant like mind uh, games. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> anti comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was going to do, but but I just mean he's like you know he fucking just doesn't give a shit about these people and has an instinct for like treating them badly and leading them around by the nose like a bully you know but- oh no he's he's like the stereotypical abuser like he's perfected it he became the president of the United States of America he not because of intelligence not because of poise not because of having a great understanding of world politics, not even because of the connections that that he has. Although those helped, but it's his fucking lizard brain shit. He is, he is not like classically smart, but he, he fucking did it. Like he became the president. That's the kind of intelligence. And just. Yeah. He knows how to, and like, that's, that's how all abusers navigate life. They're not necessarily, uh, you know, road scholars, but they know how to get people to do stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, it's also like, he's become now like, I mean, this is an old observation, but now this week is really driven at home that he's become a cult leader, like to the point where yeah. like people are drinking what they know is poison because he yeah. said so. Yeah. Like what you've been told well, since but- you were a child <clears throat> by like the nice policeman who came to your school like told you not to drink the things under the sink, like like now going people are back doing on, it. like that that many years of knowing that. Because, yeah. 
Well, but here's the thing, like I was saying earlier, is like, like if they are like the pe- for the people who are doing this, like good riddance, right? I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're a dumb idiot who supports Trump that hard that you're going to do that, like, adios, uh, But all, are they like scared and confused and like just looking yeah, to anyone for answers? And that I guess the one well, person looking just... for the wrong person, man. Well, we got to it's 10 o'clock where Tim lives. We should wrap this conversation up so that we can get the actual podcast. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a good enough intro anyway. I've been recording for a little while, so... Oh, you saw um, it. No, wait, uh, well, that, wait. That, that concludes the Orange Man bad segment of the podcast, I feel like. Orange yeah. Man you don't need to... Bad, like, I feel like Orange Man is bad. Orange Man is bad. We orange all Man is bad. Oh, I think I said Orange Bad is Man. <laughs> <laughs> Got no time to be a punk. Kids are asleep, so let's get drunk. I've been so mad at libs lately that I like I really forgot how like just stupid and cruel and base and selfish like the Trump like the MAGA world is and like I guess Republicans in general too, but they're just not as as loud and proud about it as like the MAGA people are. Yeah. Uh, I just uh yeah, I don't know. It's all it all see the thing of it is, Ben, it's like like you're right. Like I mean, like oh, you drank bleach because Donald Trump told you to. That's fucking stupid. But also, it's like those people were f- so fucked up by society already. If you're at the point where you're drinking bleach because Donald Trump told you so, you uh, you got shit. You got shit gone wrong. That's yeah. probably like you're probably getting crushed under the you know unrelenting boot of society if you're that fucked up and stupid you also probably were not given a proper education and that's not anybody's fault that they weren't given that resource of of an education or their this entire problem well this entire thing is such an illustration of how like grifters present a problem that liberals aren't prepared to answer like um the liberals are all just kind of basically like Oh, these dumb motherfuckers, they're so dumb. It's like, yeah, but also it's like this guy's a con man and you can see that, but they can't. But he wouldn't be a good con man if everyone saw through him. He wouldn't be a con man, frankly. So like yeah. how do you how do you help the victims of cons without shaming them? Like, because that's what the con man is dependent on. Part of the defense of it, part of the way the con man keeps rolling is people's pride. You know, mm-hmm. like it wounds your pride to be taken by a grifter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's so like, how do you get people to not drink bleach without being, don't drink bleach, you fucking retard, you know? Yeah. But anyway, welcome to episode six of The Kids Are Asleep in the Apocalypse. Um, I'm Dan, joined by my beautiful wife, Sarah. Hello. And uh, two nice guys who are swell fellas. Yeah, right? that's damn right. That's yeah. <laughs> time. You know exactly. I guess. <laughs> so uh, we're joined by Tim. Yep, here I am. I'm, I'm rich. It. I'm rich with government money, and I'm and I'm drunk, and I've been smoking weed all day. In Chicago, they found a woman who holds the record. She used 80 names, 30 addresses, 15 telephone numbers to collect food stamps, social security, veterans benefits for four non-existent deceased veterans' husbands, as well as welfare. Her tax-free cash income alone has been running $150,000 a year. Dude, that's tiny. That's the way to live in the car on the big Rona. I'm going to open up another beer uh, in... 
No, I, in celebration of that. I've read four books this month. Oh my I'll god! Also grad I'll also get awesome. school stuff done. It's uh, four for the apocalypse. This would be great. I haven't read four yep. books in four years. Like, I don't go think... ahead and introduce yourself, non-book reading guy. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that was my stupid cousin, Len. This is Ben. I'm smart and well-read, and uh, I'm over here in the southwest suburbs, kicking it real. So now that we're all introduced, uh, without further ado, let's get into Beer Beer of the Week. (laughs) So Ben, you want to kick us off here? Continuing Revolution Week. Oh, fuck. I meant month. Continuing <laughs> Revolution Month. <laughs> it is. <laughs> fuck. Fuck that whole thing. Don't don't use any of that. That's all bullshit. I'm continuing Revolution Month. This is week two of my uh, Revolution Mixer that I got. So this is uh, Citra Hero that I started with here. Oh, fuck. I pulled up the information on uh, my phone so that I wouldn't forget. Then I forgot that I had it. But I got it here now. It's uh, 7.5% alcohol. I like leading with that because that's important to me. That's a lot of alcohol. I'll say that about this because that's what it says about it. And it's true. Uh, It utilizes a two-row pale ale, so the red wheat and Belgian aromatic malts to provide a deep golden color clean malt profile mm. for this hoppy ale and multiple additions of citra hops and the brew kettle infuse the beer with deep layers of citrus aroma and flavor clean there's a lot of citra hops basically so even you're after a, after the primary a, fermentation bitch. yeah well I'm, i love it man and, and then listen to this then after the primary fermentation uh with their or english e- ale yeast they dry hopped with one pound per barrel of citra hops once again to really load this ale up with a burst of citrus fruit. So, yeah, so I'm drinking it. Mm. It's uh, very citra hoppy, and I love me some citra hops. I rated this a 4.25 out of 5. I think it's great. I love citra hops when it comes to a pale ale. So, again, my scale is I'm making it. This is canon now. My scale is going to be like per type you know like it's going to be ipa yeah lager you know what i mean that's what i think everybody yeah we i think we established that in the last episode all right so yeah so i give it it's a like i love it it's really i like it a way better well not way better can we ask one question about it no Uh, go next no okay what what's the color like is it like amber like it says is it hazy yeah oh yeah man it's amber like the color of her energy so, but it's yeah, it's very, it's actually a lot paler than you would expect, um, and but a lot and like I don't know, like very like yeah, definitely yellowy, like a light yellowy. It's it, but yeah, so yeah, it's it's ambery. It is ambery, like they say. All right, but uh, so yeah, so I'll yield Whoa. the rest of the. Time to unless uh, anybody so else has any other questions with- about Citra. Oh wait, and the can art. I, I gotta say again, oh, right. is awesome. It's fucking. Uh, it has like even now, like it, it, it added a little bit more comic book flair to it because now it has like a little pop of uh, text, like comic book style. It says like now with haze, and it is very hazy. Um, it's a, What's it like called a again? Wo- 
Citra Hero. All right. India oh, Paleo. Yeah. All right. It makes so, sense that a beer yeah. called Citra Hero would it tracks. It feature tracks. a lot of Citra. Yeah. yeah. So my beer of the week is actually also inspired by your Revolution Month. Um, you talking about Revolution Antihero made me go out and actually get um, a couple of Revolution uh, Tall Boys today. I got one Revolution yeah. Antihero just because just I wanted one. All right. Um, and then I got for tonight for myself i got uh everyday hero ah the session you the sad washed up papa's boy you poor sucker you poor washed up papa's boy a session ale <laughs> a session ale that's There's right a time for a session ale ben it's for like if you like, yeah don't during get the daytime on a summer day when you're like mowing the lawn not when you're doing a podcast and like, ugh, you disgust me. You, I just, I like, <laughs> I like. I definitely think that our output last week tells you exactly how much alcohol you should have before you podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on the right track. Thank you very much. Hold everything, Buster. Okay. <laughs> I know this will upset Ben, but I actually just like drinking beer more than I like being drunk. I like, I value being buzzed uh, way like, more. Listen, I get that. And I'm, I'm for that as well. There's a time and a place. I get it. And like, I don't drink a lot of beer when I drink. Like, it's usually one or two beers, maybe three, sometimes four or six or eight or 10. And depending on the, whatever the occasion is, but like, it's on a regular just weekend night. It's going to be like three beers or something. So like, I'm, d- I'm not going to get drunk anyway. So that's why I can drink, you know, I like to drink an IPA with, uh, well, and I enjoy those other, uh, those like Citra hero. I've had that before. That's really good. Right. Um, well, go on with your review. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, here's the thing. Anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted you to, that was my bait. I knew it. That's bait. So I, I am glad that I drank a Revolution Antihero right before I drank the Everyday Hero. Because, man, they are different. You know, the the Revolution Everyday Hero is a really good session ale. Um, it, it, it gives you what you want out of an IPA. And it's lower in carbohydrates and lower in calories and lower in alcohol. And what is the generally it's just less content. Like four? Uh, uh, let me see. 4.3. Mm. So it's only like point two less than uh, certain regular beers. Yeah, um, yeah, point less more than a regular. Be- uh, never mind. I abandoned. I abandoned that joke. And Antihero is six point seven, so that's pretty considerable. Like that's a you know you could drink a lot more everyday heroes, but I will say that like you know if I could just drink whatever beer I wanted, like if I was in. Uh, the bar in heaven with a eight ball in my pocket and a pack of smokes rolled under my sleeve. And there was just no consequences. Cause they just uh, allow eight balls of cocaine in heaven. This why is not? Of course. Of course they yeah. Yeah. Cocaine in heaven. I want to go. Yeah. 100%. 110%. <laughs> um, but like, you know, if I was there, I wouldn't drink everyday hero. I would drink anti-hero. Right. Because I would just be able to like, you know, if I literally could just get as fucking shit faced as I wanted with 
like, you know, all the cocaine in the world to keep me going like, and, you know, cigarettes to smoke and have no hangover consequences, then yeah, I wouldn't drink everyday hero. But in real life, this beer is awesome. And so I give it a 4.25. I think I would give a revolution anti-hero a 4.5. I think that's a lot of our ratings. Did I give give anti-hero 4.5? Either way. Whatever. (laughs) My point is that this beer is like whatever a revolution anti-hero is. This is only like 0.25 points below it. And that's not bad for a session IPA that definitely isn't delivering you all of the kind of beery goodness that a standard IPA would. So, man, I want to interrupt this beer of the week with. Did you say interrupt, Ben? Did you say interrupt? Uh-oh. What? Uh, oh, no. No. Punished. You're punished. Shit, I forgot that's about the, the alarm. That's the Ben interrupting alarm. Fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. I really did. So I think I'll turn it over to Sarah for her beer of the week. Yeah, so I have a new uh, strategy, actually. So obviously I'm still drinking Miller Lite. <laughs> but my new thing is I'm going to have one fancy beer when we do this a week to have that be my beer of the week. So I can comment on it, you know, and keep, keep some good content rolling. So it's like um, your, your cheap beer. The your yeah. But that's not an interruption. We can interrupt. Wait, we can talk amongst <laughs> each other. For the segment. This is no, this is baseless. All right. I don't like it. It's like a shock collar for a dog. <laughs> um, so my my beer, my, literally, it's the one beer of the week for me. <laughs> um, it I chose. I already drank it, but um, it's Fist City, also oh, yeah. Revolution Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Which I really, really enjoy, and I've had many, many times. Um, I, like I you always guys like to start off. Participated with in our, Revolution oh, Month. Play it again. Play it again. No, I just. <laughs> we can't talk between the segment. Like, this is an interactive Override. <laughs> Override. You don't have that power. No, you don't get. You, you have to wait until there's a break, and until Sarah's done talking. That's when you start. <sighs> Oh my god. That's how conversations work, Ben. Okay, can so. I say something? I smoke too much weed, you guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going, Sarah. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, keep going. Okay. So, um, actually, Dan did the beer run uh, today. So I just said, you know what? Just pick, pick like a big fancy beer for me to have this kind of become like our like Saturday thing where uh, like we clean the house and we cook and then we have like a fancy beer uh, like when we're waiting for the podcast to start so this week and that's what I'm going to continue to do so this week was Fist City which I'm very familiar with and honestly <laughs> I'm not like a connoisseur like you guys um, so I like to start with like the can um <laughs> art which i really love it's obviously like a flag of the city so i I like it you know that much more because it's like a chicago beer and it reps chicago it's got that light blue flag with the red stars and stuff like that and i was like tasting it really thinking about like how i feel about it and it's like a good you know it's 
compared to like Old Style or Miller Lite, it's, you know, quality beer. And it's refreshing. It's a pale ale. Um, I would give it a four. It makes me feel happy. And honestly, so many so many Chicago bars that I go to, like that's this is what I'll default to. You know, if I'm out and like having a time and I want to have a good beer, I'll do I'll default to this one. So I give it a four. I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, but I'm I'm happy with my new tradition. Yeah, it's a pale ale. It's a Chicago pale ale, according to the can. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. I, it, um, I'm sure I've had it, but I just can't. It's been a while. I've had it, and I have an opinion on it. That it's like it's nobody cares. Good... All right, Tim, what's your beer that we? No kidding. What, what are we going to say about? I'm sorry. Fist City is, a, I think, is a very good deviation from the Midwestern tendency to over rely on on fruity hops as opposed to more floral hops. I think Fist City gets into the more floral side, like Daisy Cutter does, which I quite enjoy. I mean, I like prefer a Citra, like family centennial hop, but like a mosaic or something like that is really like a refreshing change up from time to time. So mosaic falls under that floral hop category? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's funny. I think that I don't think Tim has a revolution brewing uh, beer is his beer of the week. You're going to have to have four. one, at least one, during my month I that I they don't, impromptu they don't started. sell it here. They don't sell it here. Uh, What's your beer of the week, Tim? I have uh, Old Brown Dog by Smutty Nose Brewing Company out of New Hampshire. It is a brown... Smutty egg. Nose? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Smutty Nose? Smutty Nose, yes. Yes. I don't know. It's got a fur seal. Like their mascot is a fur seal. I think that maybe that's a f- some sort of term mm-hmm. for. I don't know. It's from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. I've been. I think the only state in New England that I've not been to is Maine. So I don't. I can't speak for Maine, but New Hampshire definitely the weirdest New England state that I've been to by a wide margin. Smutty nose, old brown dog. It's a brown ale. It is my favorite. Mass-produced brown ale. My favorite, favorite brown ale is BJ's Beardo Brown Ale from Pipeworks in Chicago, but that's hard to come by if you live in Chicago, let alone Rhode Island. Um, so I guess my consolation prize, which I get out here because I'm so close to New Hampshire, is Old Brown Dog, which um, has a really good color. Like you gotta pour that, pour this one out just so you can get a look at the brown ale color of it. Um, it is. Very pleasantly malty. A Again, tiny we hint of... can't benefit from this at all from you pouring out this, looking at this color. Huh? All right. Anyway, um, well, I was just describing it though. No. Oh, you're gonna. Okay. Well, wait. All right. That makes sense. Fuck you. Um, it's got. A, you yeah, son of a bitch. It's got That's a it. hint of uh, sweetness that a lot of brown ales don't have. Uh, and it's got a little bit of a bright hop character. It's only 30 IBU, so like the hop character is not super present. But what is there is like nice and bright and gives it a, a, a flourish. It's not kind of like that nasty stout brown ale mouth you get. Um, and I like it a lot. And if we're gonna, what was guess that if we're gonna mouth, rate it, uh, thing that happens again. You know what I'm talking about? That's the one. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So if, we're, if the scale is if the scale is now by style, 
then I guess I would have to, in my in my experience with brown ales, I would have to give this a four point seven five. Then, uh, damn! Hmm. Wow. I mean, that's on a curve because I think brown Wait, ales. Do you say four point five or four point seven five? Four point seven five. Like if we're if what? Has it's dude? Well, no. Hang on. Here's the thing, though: is you got to understand that there's. Uh, like that, there's way better out there that you haven't tried. Also, when you well, yeah, rate but I beers, don't. I feel like I can't. I can't I don't, well, yes, but there's what can I do? I can't compare this to beers. Yeah, I, I haven't. Does that mean I don't know how the fuck to that, that, fuck the scale, fuck the state? Does that mean that that Pipeworks beer would be the five? Yeah, yeah, it's the best brown ale I've ever had. See, so. uh, I, I, uh, I, I just, I, I feel like there is no five. <laughs> Yeah. In the scale that like um, you're using, there is no ten out of ten, or there is no five out of five. There is no. Or if there spoon. is, it's like there is no spoon. I, I don't know, but I, I I don't know. You know, Tim, I've never been into brown ales. Um, yeah, same. They're very, but, they're not a popular. I mean, well, here's a, the other thing. Also, is they're typically very they have very low alcohol content. Normally, like a like a Newcastle is like a four point three percent. This one's a nice, robust six point five. And there's another one in uh, um, called what are these session ales? That is like six point nine, I think. Um, But yeah, it's a brown dog. It's good. Go get it. But also, I have a surprise for you guys. I have a brand new segment. Uh? Uh? To the end of beer of the week, just this once. So, I'm calling this liquor. Where I review a liquor what? Uh, that I bought during Quar. So it might not ah. be this one. I might do it again in the future. Now I see what you did there. So to hear this one out, man. So uh, Hannah is and I may or may not be putting together a bug out bag in case shit goes south like worse than it already has. And one of the right. things Smart. Hannah tasked me with getting was uh, hand sanitizer. So I happened to. We had we happen to know that a there's a distillery in Providence called Industrial Industrious Spirits Company that have been using like you know they've been making hand sanitizer and handing it out in the neighborhood like you can come to the window and get some hand sanitizer for free or you can buy a gallon of it for sixty dollars so that's what we did and I went there to get it and then the only other thing they had available was vodka which as you guys know I'm not into. But it was like, well, I want to support these guys. They're trying to stay open. They're doing a service to the neighborhood, but providing hand sanitizer. So I got what they called sipping vodka, which I did not think was real. I thought vodka just came in plastic jugs and then you just like drank it. Right. Died in normal Illinois. But uh, <laughs> this is actually really fucking good. I can just pour it over ice and drink it. I've never experienced a, I've never had a vodka experience like this before. It doesn't taste like Damn. interesting. It does not have the taste or the smell of like rubbing alcohol that I associate with vodka. It's actually quite smooth right. and almost is like a really good blanco tequila. Um, so big ups to industrious mm. spirits. I mean that makes sense. Providence. There, there should be a good kind of vodka, right? Yeah, there, there should, should be, be yeah. somewhere. But like I, I just like <laughs> I've never in my limited vodka experience, I've never drank it. Yeah, like, I won't I don't touch up. vodka. I do not touch vodka anymore. No. This relates to beer of the week because we've talked before well, we've talked before about how um like 
there are local breweries who make their own kind of American style lagers and they're very good, like much better than your average American style lager. And a lot of it is just because it's produced right there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fresh and it's delicious. So like if these guys are distilling this vodka, like right there and they're not using like mass production, like trash measures, you know, makes sense. Their vodka is pretty tasty. Yeah. You know, I, I read like a normal were- vodka fan. <laughs> You know, you know what? Honestly, it almost even has like a moon, like a good moonshine taste to it. Like, I don't know. It's very strange. I like it a lot, though. Interesting. I'm probably going to go through it a lot faster. What's the name of the vodka it's, company? Uh, it's an Industrious Spirits Company, and this is called Structural Vodka. And there's like a very right long description of how they make it that I'm not going to read, but it sounds like serious business. I don't know. I don't know the right way to make vodka. talking earlier about how you know donald trump is a con man and how one of the difficulties of dealing with a con man is like so much of the people he's conning they're people that you care about they're people that you want to not be conned and so much of their pride is wrapped up in uh you know them not being conned that it's very difficult to break the spell of the con without um insulting these people's pride and it's so much of the response to trump being such a fucking moron being our large wet president um and uh the people's response to like libs being like oh he's so dumb it's like it's people's pride that's being hurt here and i'm not saying we should coddle people but i don't know i've been grifted Um, it reminds me of a story when I was back living at my parents' house after I lived at the aforementioned artesian apartment that we talked about in one of the past episodes where I met beautiful wife, Sarah, for the first time where I lived with Ben for a little while. Um, after that, I moved back in with my parents, like a fucking loser and I was getting started. I I mean, what what else were we (laughs) supposed to do? I mean, come on. Yeah. I moved in and out. I could have moved to a different, I don't know. I could have done things differently. (laughs) But, um, so I had just gotten stoned and some guys came to the door and my, they looked like such dirt bags. My mom figured that they must be for me. <laughs> and they started talking to me and they're like, Dan, come back here. Tell them they can't just use it. Sky like openly bleeding and, and I, like another one. <laughs> another one wearing a diaper and like no pants and then like a button down <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So these guys, they're like, oh, we got magazine subscriptions. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. I'll get magazine subscriptions. What? I want some magazines anyway. <laughs> like, I'm so stoned. I oh just gotten stoned. <laughs> oh, little, dude, like, I was just thinking I would pipe. love some magazines. <laughs> you no. Know, I was like, yeah, I'll get some magazines. This is cool. I got a little bit of money. I can get some magazines. And <laughs> look for something to read. Lo and behold. So I write these guys a check for $187. You are in six months of four different magazines, um, which isn't even a good deal. Or maybe it was a year. Maybe it was a year. It might have been a year. Um, Oh, man. Which is totally dumb. And then they like 
put give me something to post in the window which doesn't even make any sense and in my memory like one of them is shirtless and i know that's not actually what happened i I was shirtless (laughs) (laughs) they're one of me (laughs) so so i'm like i got some magazines of them i was like my mom my irish catholic mother is like dan you're not getting any magazines So I go back upstairs, I sleep for a little while, like I take a nap and I wake up. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting any fucking magazines. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, so, and I still, I still think of that from time to time about how fucking stupid I was. And I was like 22. You know what I mean? Like I was old enough to fucking know. About I have it. a very similar story. Very similar. When I was in, <laughs> when I was in Champagne, the same, I got scrumped just the same way you did with like oh, the bag never heard of scrumped before. What's the past tense for scam? Is it scrumped? Liz Lemon, I think you just got scrumped. I, these guys came to my door and I, I I did not get taken for anywhere near that much money. It was like 20 bucks or something for maximum. And because uh, I was like 19, oh I, was tw- no, I, was, I was 20, I believe. Um, and uh, like they just never came and never came and never came. And I was like, oh, I got scammed. Like that shit happens. And then one day, months and months and months later, fucking Maxim Magazine showed up in my apartment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got it for a really long time. Like every month. No way. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know, I just I just had a random thought about Maxim Magazine just real quick. I would rather, if I was a parent, I would rather see Playboy show up at my oh yeah to my kid's name than Maxim Magazine, because Maxim is trash and it has bad ideas in it. At yeah. least Playboy has like actual writers and there's like there's a good articles in it. Hunter S. Thompson, oh, yeah, no. like, there, there's, Isn't it, there's don't it's, they even like, it's like Rolling even. Stone? It's like. <laughs> They don't even have it's like nude great, models anymore. I think like isn't that their yeah, thing? Well, I, don't know. I was like, oh, no, they went back. They did. It's tame though. Playboy must be tame now compared to what you can get on the Maxim internet. Maxim doesn't show nipples in it. It's it's way more yeah, no, degrading yeah, and mean yeah. than Playboy is. Yeah. So I would rather my teenager look at Playboy than Maxim. All right, sorry that, but that's hilarious. But Tim, how was that a grift? If you ended up getting Maxim, yeah, I guess it a wasn't a grift. It was just. An extremely that slow was just a, uh, grift. <laughs> it it yeah. was such a bad like job a, that I thought it was a grift. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so a, the opposite of a long con, where like it was a long actual deal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you just had to wait for it. <laughs> it was completely on the up and up. Like let's it was make, just so awkward <laughs> that it seemed like a con. Yeah, let's make so him wait a I, couple months for it, and then right when he thinks that this is definitely not going to happen, bam, our magazines will start hitting his mailbox. It'll be hooked for life. Right. I've got I've got two totally like separate thoughts on this on terms of like grifters and stuff like this reminds me you guys talking about being young men like falling for shit or whatever honestly reminds me of being taught by my father who was a young man himself who didn't want me to be taken right he talks to me about this story of how when he was a young man somebody like approached him or whatever and like convinced him he must have been like 18 19 or whatever years old somebody can conv- i remember this story vividly because i feel like it has kept me away from scams right and he told me 
<laughs> that he was like a young man and somebody convinced him if he invested all this money, which I'm sure wasn't like a ton because he was, you know, like some young teenager guy, like cutting grass for a living and whatever. It was like, he could be some like knives salesman oh, <laughs> if, he, if he invested in these knives that he could go and like, and blah, blah, blah. So, but, you know, he's young. He's like probably 18, 19 years old and he, and he does it or whatever. And then my other, my dad just, I just remember my dad telling me, he was like, and your grandfather came to me and was like, son, <laughs> You're never going to sell any knives to anyone. <laughs> you just bought a bunch of knives. <laughs> and that always stuck with me. So every time anyone's trying to fucking sell me something, I'm like, those are knives. <laughs> I got no use for no knives, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sarah, you just, well, you just unearthed a, a memory that I may have not thought about in close to 30. No, well, not quite 30, like 20, over 25 years. I'm pretty sure... When I was in elementary school, like young, like second, third grade, I had a teacher who like brought back like an alumnus of St. Alexander's Catholic School in Palos Heights to like tell me how to like tell show us all how proud she was of him. And then he was a fucking knife salesman. And then he did his like what? knife sale <laughs> bitch to a bunch of second graders. To like no show way. us, <laughs> to like show us what we could amount to, or something. Oh my god! <laughs> that was some weird shit. Good evening, madam. You have been selected by the good people of Slash Co. to reap the benefits of their new Nevar Dole knife edge. Here, shake hands with the Slash Co. Handle first, handle first. The grift is real. Hell yeah, man. I honestly, though, I honestly have more respect for that hustler, that working class hustler who has to go, like, unfortunately, go find other, you know, working class or poor class people to pawn their shit onto rather than this, like, this influencer culture or uh, like celebrity culture that we, that we're living in where basically they're like, um, you know, children of people who can pay, like who pay their children's bills. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like my next thing that I was going to talk about is honestly a specific thing with, and maybe, maybe this is, maybe I'm going to regret this someday, but I'm going to be talking about Chance the Rapper. No, who I actually do kind it, of, I, I, I like him. I think he's very jolly. I don't know a lot about his music, but he seems like a jolly man. Call this motherfucker jolly? Yeah, I don't know if I would describe he's, him as he's jolly. jolly. Is he like Santa Claus? Yeah, I think he's jolly. I think he's jolly like Santa Claus. I think that's what makes him likable. And and God bless him for that. But something that really like stuck in my craw and and I feel like fits into this conversation is um, when Bernie was still in it and before the rally here in Chicago, there were a gazillion people reaching out to Chance um, and Chance's people or whatever to get him to come out and be for Bernie, right? Come out to that rally, be for Bernie. Totally silent, totally silent, totally silent. Everything comes and goes and he never says anything. (laughs) And then he tweets something recently that is like, um, 
after coronavirus and everything, Bernie has long since dropped out, whatever. It's been weeks, but he's referring to coronavirus and he goes, he tweets, so after all this, are we doing socialism or communism? Yeah. And (laughs) there's a couple layers to this, okay? Like, obviously, that's infuriating. It's like... Like, are you are you kidding me? Like, you had a chance. You had a chance to put your leverage, your voice, your platform towards one of those two things, or like towards something that would be like moving towards that. So you saying that now is like in Chicago too. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so people were like in an uproar. You know, people who. who worked on it and and tried to get him to do it and like my thing about it all is um you know we have to have this understanding that these fucking celebrities Mm -hmm. they don't create our culture we create our culture and they are lifted up because of whatever different reasons and they just get to reap the benefits of like having all these stars align in their life where they can monopolize the culture and like monetize the culture and stuff like that and they're in our way honestly They're, they're, they're blockades from us having what we really want. Like back in, back in, you know, the civil rights movement and things like that, the, uh, it was different. Like where um, Cassius Clay, you know, came out and talked to being against the Vietnam War. That was like a different thing. He went to, to jail. Where it was like a celebrity. Uh, what? Muhammad Ali yeah. went to jail because he wouldn't go fight in Vietnam. Yeah. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor hungry people in the mud for big powerful America and shoot them for what? They never call me nigger. They never lynch me. They never put no dogs on me. They never rob me of my nationality, rape and kill my mother and father. What I'm gonna shoot them for what? How can I go shoot them? Them little poor little black people, little babies and children, women. How can I shoot them poor people? I would just take me to jail. And like that was a way different thing than just some I don't know, whatever celebrity or influencer or whatever saying something like uh, back, like Cassius Clay saying that Muhammad Ali say, saying that stuff about the uh, Vietnam War, that was like built up by a real movement, a real people's movement. And they held him up and the, the people's movement held that person up who has that influence and that's why that was so like powerful and now it's just like the powerful people are standing on top of the people and there's not really like a movement and they're like they like the powers that be took that powerful kind of thing where if the movement can get to that influential person that that celebrity type person to say a thing that's a real powerful thing they twisted it and made it to where now there's like you know, uh, we, we think that people like Chance the Rapper dictate to us uh, what the movement is or something like that. And uh, it, fucks us, it fucks us up. It fucks us up. And, and just real quick, for those playing along at home, the Chance's question is false. It, it, it is uh, first it's socialism and then you once you do that, you move into communism. <laughs> it's not an or question. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is your public service announcement. Science, 
Yeah. I don't know. To, uh, <laughs> just, just so we're clear, Chance, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. To uh, quote or perhaps paraphrase Nick Weiger from the Doughboys, we need a celeb genocide. <laughs> you know, no, but you know, we gotta we gotta stay on point, like we've talked about in earlier episodes. The same as as much as it's a fantasy to kill a bunch of celebrities, it's the same as the anarcho punk kill cops. Right. Shit. We have to keep our eyes on target, just like uh what's Ben, what's the name of the fucking uh, Star Wars Star guy? Star Wars guy the, the Wedge. Stay on target. Like, stay on target. Stay on target. Wedge Antilles, I think. I, I fucking said it already. Uh, God damn it. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. You gotta be Wedge Antilles and be like, stay on target because our real enemies are the CEOs of the companies. You know, it's been a while that, since we've talked directly about kid issues on this podcast, but I feel like if, like, man, like, I was such a sucker when I was a kid. How are you going to keep your kids from being suckers, Ben? Oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, like, especially, well... River's going to be fine, but what are you going to do about Corbin? <laughs> oh, he's screwed. There's no hope. I mean, well, they'll just be scavenging for meat, so it's like, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a good grifter story on my hand. This whole time, I'm just trying to, like, think. And, like, you bringing up being a kid and being dumb, that probably would be a minefield for me of things that I'm trying to... <laughs> Like when you're a kid and so like on that topic of like being a kid and being stupid, even though it doesn't really have, that's just on the general topic of grifting and being dumb. Like kids can be like, there are some manipulative kids out there. And I remember like over a summer when I was like maybe seven or eight or something like that, there was this girl at the park down the street who was always there. And she would like tell us all these like crazy lies about, I don't even know about like owning a helicopter and whatever, whatever. And like she said, and anyway, one day she convinced us that like, well, I don't know. She's like, you know what? She's like, I only live two houses away. Like you should come by and like go swimming in my pool or whatever. And we were like, all right, whatever. Like, like we're, we're eight year olds and it's a hot summer day. We all want to go swimming. All right. We go over there and we start going, we start going swimming and we notice like she didn't get in the pool and she's like, Oh yeah, no, like I didn't bring my swimsuit or anything. I don't want to like get my clothes wet. And she's just laughing or whatever. And then we hear a car pull up and she runs away and it was totally not her pool or her house. It was just some like Whoa. randos place. She just like noticed these people had it. Like, <laughs> so, like yeah, man, she totally like, kind of, like she just did it for shits and giggles. And like, I don't understand kids like that. Like if there's a kid like that, that conniving and smart that exists in the world, Oh, there's abuse behind that. Oh, my God. Like, probably. I mean, I don't know what, like, I can't, like, I was not the kind of kid or even adult that can contend with that. Like, I can't, like, I can't contend with that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just can't. But, like, I'm too gullible to live in a world with people like that. Jesus. So what happened? Also, is this another fucked up tale of Ben Ray... Ben Ray's young days in worth. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah, dude. What the hell is up with your childhood? How have we never discovered this before? Listen, we were we were throwing rocks at each other, and one thing led to another, and then it just I don't know. But so, so did you guys all get in trouble for like? Yeah, no. These people, these adult, these, these grown ups came home and we started yelling at us, like, "What the hell are you doing in your pool?" We were like probably crying, and we were just like, I, I honestly can't remember, but I have to assume I was, and like we were just like, "We're How sorry." Like this girl told it like eight, maybe like seven or eight, probably. 
and like it was uh yeah man it was jarring we were just like sitting there crying and like you don't you, know, you don't know who the girl was here. oh no i have no idea i don't think we ever saw her again who knows i mean it, it was uh she wasn't was even real that girl oh, died 50 years ago <laughs> in a pool <laughs> in a certain sense ghosts are grifters really yeah, that's when you think true. about it they talk you into going well, in a straight I'm no i'm not well, you know, here's another weird grift. Uh, well, this kind of brings religion into it, but I mean, it's not, so it's not really a grift, but I will say. I can what? Be, uh, what? Religion could be a grift. It's the original grift. grift. We don't have to bring, I'm just saying we don't have to open that whole can of worms, but one time I, I'll make it quick. Uh, but um, I was coming, it was like, I had maybe, I, I don't know how old I was at this point. It was definitely teenage years, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But at any point, I was definitely like all punked out and, and weird looking. Probably had blue hair or a mohawk, one or the other. What do you think this is all about? You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. And uh, I was coming downstairs, ready to go out in my leather jacket, and, like combat boots and everything and looking all weird. And I come downstairs and my dad is on the couch reading out of a bible and two guys and two young men in like suits are staring at each other smiling and nodding like looking at each other like on either side of my dad making eye contact with each other going like we got one and he's just like and i was just like i can't i don't know where they i can't tell if they were mormons or jehovah's witnesses but they were one or the other i don't know which what which one like fits that mo but they uh, have white yeah I th- and they have white, white, white short sleeved uh, button downs and ties with a tie Maybe. clip. Probably, I think they were more, but no jacket. I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. Would that make them Mormons? Yeah, oh, I think they were. Were more. they white? Just like white as hell. Just oh, the super white. People you ever seen? Yeah. Very white. Yeah. I almost didn't so, go to class one time at NEIU because there was Mormons between me and my building that I had to go to. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> well, at any rate, I, I so I like I come down the stairs. They're looking at each other, and then they like lock eyes with me, and I could just see them like they both like kind of furrowed their brow over like ah shit, like our trap was set, and like you know like they 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 saw this like scoundrel looking son coming down the stairs, and I'm just like looking at them. I look at my dad. And I'm just like dad what what are you doing? And he's just like oh you know these nice fellows stopped by and showed me this nice book of theirs and blah, 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 and, you know, whatever. Turns out when we and die, like, we get our own planet. Did you know that, Ben? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it must be true. It's in the Bible. Where was it's your Catholic mother for this? She would have chased them out of the house. I yeah, she would have just, like, beat them with a crucifix. And at, at any rate. <laughs> and she would have been right to do it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> would have been great. So anyway, I'm just like, well, you know, think about it. You know, like, and, and like, and I, I just like, didn't even like, I don't know. I just, I, I just kind of shook my head and, and left because it was just too silly a situation. And, uh, you know, I probably just wanted to go out and get stoned too bad. So I left and, uh, my dad didn't get, and now your dad's a Mormon. Yep. <laughs> now your dad has but, secret Mormon underwear. Yeah. That I don't know about. No. I think what we can all come back to with all these different griffs is that lizard brain is 
at the core of it. Like it is not about being like well-read or highly intelligent or like really good at science. It's like knowing how to manipulate. It's it's manipulation. Yeah. Knowing how to manipulate people. Grifters come in all forms. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I think those people that uh, sell those newborn dolls. I saw some documentary. I don't know what I watched recently, but I saw a documentary with one of those, uh, the, the newborns, the, the, the dolls that people make of the babies that die stillborn. What? Because why, what? I've never heard of that. No. No. And so it's one of those things where it's like a, it seems like a subculture. If I can explain it, what are you talking? What is this? People have stillborns, right? Yeah. No, They're wait, dead. explain that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we thanks, just keep going deeper and deeper. Um, uh, so, so people's people get their like stillborns, like um, they have their pictures taken and stuff like that, and they have like certain people make like. Uh, memorials with like parts of them. And that's really creepy. And I don't want to get into that, Mm. but there's also people who like use the pictures to like make baby dolls. And then there's people who just use pictures or like scans of baby dolls to make random, like kind of like, like, you know, like artistic interpretation, like how an artist would paint a person and it would look photorealistic, but it wasn't Mm. a real person. It was just kind of like a, you know, like it was like it was a real looking person, but it's not a real person. So there's a bunch of these dolls that they sell to women mostly, um, uh, who uh, just want to have a little baby. And there's some women who have like dozens of them. Uh, right. Oh, that is just and at a certain point. That's like devastating. Capitalism and <laughs> capitalism just enables grift. You know what I mean? Like in a sane, like, and this, uh, this might sound authoritarian. This would sound authoritarian to like 16 year old Dan Mesler, but like straight up, if like, I was like commissar of the ward or whatever. And I heard that some lady like was walking around with like a, like, Oh, like a woman who maybe lost her, kid like you know like her adult kid maybe she's walking around with a like photorealistic baby doll and treating it like it's real like let's have someone talk to her yeah because this is not appropriate behavior yeah capitalism says like hey just sell her a fucking baby doll whatever what are you talking about you know buy the doll your problems will go away that capitalism is a capitalism is a stupid fucking guido I feel like my final thought about like grifting it kind of harkens back to when we were talking about um tiger king uh in another episode is that it any grift promises the person some kind of fantasy life that's the hook right and it's better than what's real yeah and reality uh <laughs> is like bleak and boring (laughs) but also beautiful like (laughs) it's all it's all of that combined but there's no like magic cure you know it's like a like a a grift is like selling an elixir Mm -hmm. right like back in the 1800s yeah uh uh-huh and it's um and it's like you do you 
don't you like think that you're some kind of special person who can transcend, you know, the mundane? Um, And that's really the hook of all of it. And, um, um, like we're, you know, we're talking about people who like the people who drink bleach, um, like, do they deserve it? Or should we just like, like, honestly, we should not have that mentality. I don't think because really anyone, anyone who's chugging bleach right now, because Donald Trump says so means that they have been so, uh, neglected and neglected by society before Donald Trump though. Like, right. Every moment of their life, they have been denied resources. The damn Joker. I'll tell you what you get. Call the police. You get what you fucking deserve. You know, I mean, like, if, uh, one thing I was going to say work. about on, on the subject is that, like, it always it sucks that, like, with scams and grifting, it's like it always has to do with like some big decision, like something that could. Like, change, like I, I always like when I think about like any time I feel like I was grifted, it always has to do with some like big step I was about to take, and like I didn't take it because it seemed like it was going to be a not necessarily like it, probably yeah definitely a scam like go, so like going like for like two examples two great examples going from actually I think they both happened right when I was going to high school. Well, no, no, no. One went happened. So I'm moved, going from junior high to high school. I played clarinet in junior high because I'm that cool. And uh, what? Yeah, I did. And uh, I can. Why do we not shit, know man. anything about your childhood? This is so weird. Because <laughs> you guys weren't friends. With, I don't know anything about your guys' childhood. We weren't friends when we were, we were young children. Only yeah, but we every time you reveal a teenage. detail from your childhood, either he or I say what. So I played clarinet in junior high for three years. What? So yeah, I was a single reed man. What can I tell you? Oh, and this one time at band camp. I'm uh, I it, and I play and yeah, it was um, we don't really have to get into that. At any rate, I quit because going to high school, the high school band director called me and was like, uh, well. You know, do you have a clarinet? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I own one from blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, you, you've been playing it for three years. You're going to have to get a new one. That one's not good enough. You're going to need to buy this one. It's $3,000. And I was just like, no, not doing that. Like, so peace. I'm like, I'm not joining your band. Like, because uh, that, it's ridiculous. Like, that's a, it's, it's insane. And like, people did it. Like, people bought brand new, high quality $3, instruments to join the band. Something like that. Yeah, I want to say it was like I, I could. Jesus. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that might be insane. Maybe it was. Maybe that's like my crazy brain in high school was inflating it to that price. They they had families put things on payment plans for oh, their yeah. kids. <laughs> like they would they would they like because again, capitalism itself is a grift. Mm-hmm. So they would they would have. Uh, payment plans so that you, Oh, your kid is really talented. And even if the kid was talented, they'd be like, you know, uh, get him this instrument. You can put it on a payment plan yep, and, and, you know, pay it off year after year. So yeah, maybe it wasn't $3,000, but it might've been a lot. 
And see, my dad kind of got grifted too because in that whole clarinet experience because he asked me when I started in junior high, he's like, now, do you think you're really going to see this through? Like, you're going to play this instrument, like, you know, into adulthood kind of thing or just like for junior high? And I was like, no, like, this is going to be my new thing. I'm going to play clarinet. I'm going to be like, what's that guy? Is it Benny Goodman? Is his name Benny Good? Is his name Ben? Might be Benny Goodman. I don't know. There's, well, there's a popular clarinet guy. That was going to be my thing. I was going to be a clarinet guy. And so I, uh, I, I he's like, because I can rent it. You know, he's like, they'll, they'll let me rent a uh, used instrument that you can, you know, and it'll be cheaper in the long run than buying one. I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. So he bought one and then I quit after three years because, you know, they were going to make us buy another one. But it's not like he was going to buy another <laughs> one anyway. So whatever. Hey, how come you never play your guitar anymore? I'll tell you the truth, Dad. I wasn't good at it right away, so I quit. I hope you're not mad. Son, come here. <laughs> of course I'm not mad. If something's hard to do, then it's not worth doing. You just stick that guitar in the closet next to your shortwave radio, your karate outfit, and your unicycle, and we'll go inside and watch TV. What's on? It doesn't matter. And then the, the other time I was going to mention is... uh. When the, uh, the good old Uncle Sam called me up, remember I, I remember telling uh-huh. you this, Dan, mm-hmm. and you get like, you know, I think has have we all gotten this call? I mean, I don't know about well, you, Sarah, I've but maybe a like a million times. If you didn't go to college right away, exactly, like, that's what happened. Yeah, to me. You got I took this that call break. Times, me too. I took that break between high school and oh yeah, dozens of times. And they, dude, these motherfuckers had uh, somehow the names of people I went to high school with. And they were like, you know, to try to entice me, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, old Stevie McGee. And I was like, you know, that you went to high school with? Not a real person that I went to high school with. You don't need to believe that. But, uh, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Stevie, I, blah, blah, I have this class with him. And he'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, he, he's with us. He's in, uh, he's made it up to this rank. And, oh, man, he had a, a time in the, the old chamber. Like they had, they had some gas chamber. He was explaining some gas chamber training facility where they, like, <clears throat> turn on the gas, throw your gas mask in, and you have to find it before you run out of breath, basically. And, like, Jesus. he was saying that, like, <laughs> and I was just, like, thinking while he's telling me the story, I'm like, all right, man, well, that guy was kind of a jerk to me in high school. I'm kind of glad that this happened to him, whether or not it did, or if this is just some script you're following. And I'm like, uh, but anyway, that sounds bogus. I'm not going to, I don't want to do that <laughs> or go to war. <laughs> so, like, no, I don't know. Like fucking military, man. That's, I, I think right up there with religion and you were fucking thinking about it for at least one day. Though. I was, I told you guys for a day. Yeah. For a day. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm like, what else am I going to do you guys? And you were like, not die for the stupid government. I'm like, Oh yeah. You, you would <laughs> know a lot of, I, uh, no, hold on. Cause I want to, I want to revel in how dumb this was. He was going to use it as like a weight loss plan, like a future contingency weight <laughs> loss plan. And in case he ever got fat, he would just join the army and go to boot camp. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, they I mean they they prey on young men. Young men are used as cannon fodder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, 
It was just, just bullets, basically. Right for the And baby. like somebody in all of our life, I won't name the name, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he was recruited and told like, oh, you're just going to play basketball, meet girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which like, you're an idiot if you believe that. Uh-huh. But also at the same time, if you're telling 17 year olds that, like you're an evil empire. Yeah. You know? That's 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 fucked up. You know? And of course, a a 16, 17 year old young man would be like, oh, really? Cool. Well, sign me up. You know? Like, I mean, like. No, it's mine. You you made a bad choice in how many beers you bought for yourself. He tried to grab one of my beers. He's oh, never once right. made a good choice about how many beers to buy for himself. <laughs> no. So he's either been too much or too little. He's never nailed it. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. Ben, I am surprised that your dad did not become a Mormon, and I credit it only to your mother's obvious Catholic faith. Yeah. Um,. But, like, I feel like people, we haven't brought up your dad on this podcast yet, I don't think. At least in the. Pretty sure we did. In the. In the the, the kids are asleep in the apocalypse. I don't think we have. Tim, do you. uh, I don't think so. So, we got to explain Ben's dad just a little bit before we go here. We didn't Uh, explain your dad. What what are we explaining? Everybody's dads? I didn't know what this is on the checklist. Let's all explain our dads. Let's explain our dads, and then we'll we'll get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a segment every podcast is supposed to have where we all know about each other's dads. (laughs) We explain. I already told you my dad tried to be a knife salesman. What else is there to know? I just bet, like, I just mean, like, that story is extra funny because you come down and your dad, you told, you brought up your dad first. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, you, you come down and your dad's sitting there and there's two guys on either side of him. And your dad is, like, a very sweet, like. People most often compare him to Hank Hill, very popular, very famously. Now, you listen to me, mister. I work for a living. Yeah, uh, you know, he's from Mississippi. He does have the same kind of demeanor. He's very, like, wholesome and, uh, you know, kind of straight and narrow. And, uh, yeah, just very gullible and willing to do anything for conversation, including convert to Mormonism, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he he probably just talked for a while, and they didn't they weren't able to convert him at all because he wasn't no. really just you know. And they eventually I realized, just, uh, like, okay, this guy, like, they probably realized, like, my dad was just gonna keep them there all day. He probably talked to them about a million different car parts that had nothing to do with whatever it is Mormons talk about. Last week, some Jehovah's Witnesses came to the door, and I wouldn't let them leave. They snuck away when I went in the kitchen to get more lemonade. And uh, your dad might uh, be the uh, the the unscammable man just because he just doesn't oh no yield that's not there uh, that is not oh, true. No. <laughs> so this one time at Fair Play, the local grocery store, he this this young woman conned him out of I want to say like eight hundred dollars. Like no, they, yes, she like gave oh, him some no. sob story about like. This. 
Yeah, she like bought. She was like, "Oh, like I don't have money for with all this stuff, blah blah." So like, my dad like felt bad for her and like, like it grabbed her grocery cart and said, "You know, fill it and I'll pay for it." And then afterwards, gave her money. And then like, he came home. My mom found out about it, and she made him drive her to where he dropped her off. She found out where this lady lived and pitched her out until she got the money back. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, that was crazy. Holy shit. That's when, like, we lived in Worth, like, you know, in our, like, Mikkel and I in our first apartment. Like, I think we even had River at this point. It was, like, maybe only, like, six years ago, five years ago. And uh, we were like, what the hell, man? Like, we could use $800. If you feel like throwing $800 around, like, give throw it. Yeah, right. Man, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Let's just give it to some rando giving you some <laughs> weird sob story and fair play, you know? So, uh, yeah, man. Fucking fair play. Ben, you have to oh. read a book of short stories about Worth, man. I'm telling oh, you, man. this is your fucking goal. <laughs> worth is, uh, it's like a good through line, you know, to, to these things. Worth is, uh, worth is becoming a recurring character on this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad no children got rocks thrown at their heads in this episode. Uh-huh. It's like how, uh, how New York City is a character in Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's like how Worth is a character in... The kids are asleep the kids in the apocalypse. Yeah. 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 So that's that's our episode on grifting, everybody. That was a weird was one. Yeah. That was a weird one. Uh, we'll see how that But I think out. it's a good format. Like a general topic, and then yeah. we can go in any we'll see which how, way. We'll see what our imaginary listeners have to say. Yes. If you have any questions, yes. just uh, email us. Text at us. one, two, three, no, fake no, email. No. At fakemail.com. Email, uh, email virgiltexas at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll see you all next week, I guess. We're a happy family.